It is the simple name of Jesus Messiah by which we are saved. If you grab your Bible and stand with me. This morning as we prepare to read from the scripture, as Pastor Bruce will bring to us a new series, turn to the Gospel of Matthew. We'll be reading Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 21, as Pastor Bruce starts the series, Simple Christmas. And today we're going to learn about the simple name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows, and his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. While he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. God, we come to you this morning, and we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus, who saves us from our sins. Open our hearts and our minds to learn from you and from your word through Pastor Bruce this morning. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, can you hear it coming? Listen, it's the hustle and bustle of the Christmas season. And it's coming whether you're ready or not. Kind of reminds me of the time a five-year-old Andy asked his dad after a a long and busy day of Christmas shopping with his family. And Andy turns to his dad and asks, what was it you wanted for Christmas, Dad? I told you, Andy, just a little peace and quiet. Andy quickly replied, I know, but I just came from the mall and I think they're all out of that. Yes, peace and quiet, two Christmas gifts we could all enjoy. So this year, why not unplug from the noise and simplify your Christmas? And what I want to do for the next four weeks here during the month of December is I want to invite us to pause, and as Bill led us to do in our praise time, to breathe and just simply be awed by the Christ of Christmas in a new series we're calling Simply Christmas, or Simple Christmas, I should say. In fact, instead of saying to one another, I wish you a Merry Christmas for the next four weeks, we should say to one another, I wish you a Simple Christmas. In fact, why don't you turn to your neighbor and just wish him that already. I wish you a simple Christmas. And not that we don't want to enjoy a Merry Christmas, but I wish you a simple Christmas. And so for the next four Sundays, we're going to focus on the simplicity of the Christmas story. And this morning, our focus is on a simple name, as Zach read for us in our scripture text, Matthew chapter 1, and specifically focusing on verse 21. Have you ever thought about the significance of, of a person's name. One of the many important decisions facing new parents is, what shall we name our new baby? Most new parents spend hours debating this question. Some, you know, shall we name the baby uh, after his father? If it's a girl, shall we name her after her mother or after the aunt? Or if it's a boy, after the uncle that was, you know, a favorite uncle, or maybe we just named the child after some long-life friend, or whatever the case may be. Should we pick a name that happens to be popular at the moment, 
Or do we pick a name that, well, hey, it just sounds cool. I like it. So we pick that name. And I know many of you, if you've had kids, you've gone through this process. Jess and John, they've gone through this process recently. Is just getting ready to give birth to their first child. What's your, what are you naming? What would you pick? Connor David. Connor David. Cool name. All right. And I'm sure there's significance behind the name. David, yeah. See, you know, we, it's each, each to their own. Darla and I went through this process twice with our own two boys, and I have to admit, when Tyler was uh, uh, on the way, my wife and I went to the bookstore, and we bought baby book names, and we read through the baby book names together, and, we're, and you know, there was no significance behind the name Tyler. We just liked it. We liked the sound of it. We liked how it looked and whatnot. Now, I will say there was significance behind his middle name, Tyler Bruce. (laughs) You think? And the reason we did that is because my middle name is Bruce Tyrone, named after my father. We saw, you know, hey, Tyler, we like the sound, but we'll give him the middle name Bruce and carry the tradition. Now, you know, when Jack came along, we put a little more thought into it. And there's big significance behind the name Jack. And uh, my uh, second, he's really my cousin, but he's more like an uncle, uh, Jack Adrian, uh, who was a pa- longtime pastor, is now with the Lord, and uh, his name was Jack, and they called him JJ for short. And so we picked Jack after him, and then Darla's dad, uh, his nickname growing up was Jack. And, uh, and so it's kind of named after Darla's dad and my uncle and Jack. And then Jack's middle name is Ryan. Now, i got to admit, there's no significance behind that, other than the fact that I like the Tom Clancy novels. And so we just thought, Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan, that's, that sounds cool. It sounds like a Jack. And, of course, Jack's nickname in our family, don't tell him this, but it's kind of a running joke with Tyler and I, we call him the Jackster, you know, and, uh, but you can, you can imagine why. But anyways, names are important. And let me tell you, your name is important. Every name is important. So when it was time for God to send his son to be born, what God would name his only begotten son would become very important. What name would God give to his only son, who was to be born of the Virgin Mary and born into the household of Joseph? What would God call him? Well, as we saw from Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, It tells us the name God chose. Look at it with me one more time. It's there at the top of your notes. And it says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name, what? Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, it's interesting to note, uh, you know, Darla and I, we chose the name for our two boys. You as parents, you chose the name for your kids. But it's interesting to note that God did not leave the naming of his son to his earthly parents. God is the one who chose his name. God sent an angel to make sure that Joseph and Mary got it right. While the stars were shining, while the angels were singing, and the wise men were journeying, perhaps someone out of the blue asked, Who is that baby in the manger? And Joseph and Mary replied, His name is Jesus. Now, did you know that in the Gospels alone, God's Son is called Jesus over 500 times? In fact, in the New Testament alone, the name Jesus appears over 900 times. 
And of all the names that we have of God's Son, Jesus is the most famous. It's the most common name. You get the impression that the name Jesus is pretty significant. It's pretty important. How many of you know what an aptronym is? How many have heard of that word? Aptronym. Aptronym. I hadn't either until I was preparing for this message. But an aptronym is when someone's name matches their occupation. In other words, when what they're called describes what they do in life. And often some, in a humorous way or in an ironic way. Let me give you a few examples. James Bug. What do you think he does for a living? Exterminator. You got it. Dr. Bowser. He would be a... A veterinarian, Dan Druff. He's a barber. Dr. Russell Brain is a neurologist. Oh, by the way, these are all true. These are real-life occupations and people. Robert Coffin, undertaker. Dr. Smiley, close, orthodontist. Roy Grout was a bricklayer. Dr. Whitehead, dermatologist. <laughs> Sonia Shears, hairdresser. And then Dr. Pullen, 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 dentist, you got it. And then Scott Free, defense attorney. <laughs> Scott Free, yes, I like that. was my favorite one. Now, when it comes to the name Jesus Christ, it's not by accident that God chose the name Jesus. Because in a very serious way, the name Jesus means the Lord saves, or the Lord of salvation. And his name matches his purpose. Jesus is the Savior of the world. He is the Messiah. He's the Lord of salvation. But the name Jesus not only matches his occupation or his purpose, his mission, in why he came, why God sent his son to this earth, But the name Jesus also points to our great need in life. In fact, it points to our greatest need. Jesus came to save us from our sins. As Paul states in 1 Timothy 1, verse 15, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. So on this message this morning, what I want us to do is obviously we want to focus on the name Jesus Christ, the simple name. And I want to give you five reasons why the name Jesus is so simple and yet so sufficient for our lives today. Number one, Jesus is an easy name. It's an easy name. Did you know that there was a man in the Bible whose name consisted of 18 letters? 18 letters, that's right. And it's found in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 1, and his name is called, and I will not get it right, but that's all right, you guys don't know the difference, Mayor Shalah Hajbaz. I'll spell it for you, M-A-H-E-R-S-H-A-L-A-L-H-A-S-H-B-A-Z. Now, you're probably wondering, who in the world is this guy? Well, he is Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah's second son, and his name means speed the spoil, hasten the booty. Speed the spoil, hasten the booty. Now, doesn't this make you thankful for the name your parents gave you? More importantly, aren't you thankful God didn't call his son by that name? I mean, can you imagine trying to sing songs by that name? I mean, Dana just sang, 
about the name Jesus Christ. Dana, can you imagine singing a song about that? I don't think so. Instead, God called his son by the simple name, the easy name, Jesus. Consider for a moment the simplicity of the name Jesus. The name Jesus has only two syllables in five letters. Jesus is easy enough for a child to learn and say. In fact, sometimes children learn to say Jesus, especially if they're raised in church, even before they can pronounce their own siblings' names. Jesus pronounced the same in almost every language. It's amazing how you may not be able to uh, understand what people are saying or speaking in a foreign language, but when Jesus is mentioned, you can still pick it out. It may sound a little different, but the basic pronunciation is still the same in almost every language. Jesus was a common Hebrew name in Jewish families at the time of Christ's birth. Jesus in the New Testament is the same as Joshua in the Old Testament. In fact, we'll talk more about that later. But the name Jesus is also, it's a universal symbol of the love of God for his people. And why not? After all, Jesus is God's demonstration of his love for the whole world, according to John 3.16. So how should we respond to the name of Jesus? To this simple name, the easy name here. Let me give you a suggestion here on how we should respond. And that is to simply thank God for the name of Jesus. Thank him for his name. When's the last time you thank God for the name Jesus? And remember... When you thank God for the name of Jesus, you're really giving thanks for the person of Jesus. Why? Because a name represents the person. And that's especially true in this case with Jesus Christ. And so when we thank God for the name of Jesus, we're, in essence, we are thanking God for the person and work of Jesus Christ himself. A second reason why the name of Jesus is so simple and yet so sufficient is Jesus, number two, is an esteemed name. It's an esteemed name. According to the historian Josephus, there are 11 men in the Old Testament with the name Joshua, the Hebrew translation of Jesus. And what's interesting here, no Old Testament parents ever called their children by that name until Moses renamed one of the 12 spies of the Promised Land. He gave the name, or gave Hoshea, the new name of Joshua. And that is the same name we would call Jesus in the New Testament. And again, what does that name mean? Joshua in the Old Testament, Jesus in the New. It simply means the Lord saves. Now what's interesting is that most Bible scholars consider Joshua of the Old Testament to be a picture of Jesus Christ. And if you think about it, there are some striking uh, comparisons between the two. For example, Joshua led the Israelites out of the wilderness into the promised land. Jesus, as our Savior, brings us from the wilderness of sin into the spiritual promised land. Joshua led his people to conquer their enemies. Jesus leads us to conquer the enemies of our soul and to fight victoriously against the giants of temptations and trials. But obviously... The Jesus of the New Testament far transcends anything we can say about Joshua of the Old Testament. In fact, the writer of the book of Hebrews makes this statement in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 8, when he says, For if Joshua had given them rest, 
That is, speaking of the children of Israel when they entered into the promised land, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. In other words, if Joshua could have provided the victory which we truly need, there wouldn't have been any need for another Joshua after him. But Joshua could only do that which was temporal. But Jesus, oh man, he came to do something eternal. Jesus didn't just come to lead us out of a wilderness into a new land. Jesus came to do something eternal for us. He came to give us everlasting life in heaven. And that's why Jesus is better than Joshua. It's an esteemed name. So what should our response be to this aspect of Jesus' name? Well, again, let me suggest here our response is to honor the name of Jesus. Honor the name of Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. Because of who Jesus is. And because of what Jesus has done for us, we should be motivated to honor the name of Jesus Christ. This is why we sing praises about the person and work of Jesus. It's one way to honor, to exalt, to lift up the name of Jesus. A third reason why the name of Jesus is so simple and yet so sufficient is because, number three, it is an enduring name. It's an enduring name. Now let me ask you a question here as we think about this. What do you think is the most well-known name in the history of the world? That's right. It's Jesus Christ. It's the name Jesus. Do you realize that even though Jesus was born in relative obscurity in a little town called Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, who also died as a common criminal, at the age of 33, his name is still the most well-known name in history. His name has been passed on from age to age to age through the spoken word or the printed page. Jesus, that name is the most enduring name in all the world. Now, here's something to think about that, about this. In whose name do we celebrate Christmas all over the world? Yeah, Christmas, we... We observe a kind of irony. Uh, even people who oppose Jesus Christ, people who protest what he stands for, people who want to remove Christ out of Christmas, nevertheless celebrate his birthday. Isn't that ironic? And yet when you read what John wrote in Revelation chapter 22, verse 4, it makes sense. John writes these words. He says, they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. Listen, the fact is, you can't escape the name of Jesus. You can't erase the name of Jesus. It is an enduring name. So how should we respond to this aspect of the name of Jesus, the enduring name of Jesus Christ? Well, here's my response. Celebrate it. Celebrate the name of Jesus every day. Don't just celebrate Jesus at Christmas time. Listen, the world does that. As believers in Jesus Christ, we should celebrate that Jesus came the first time every day. It's a glorious thing, but even more than celebrating his birth, the fact that he came the first time, as believers in Christ, what else should we celebrate? We should celebrate the fact and the hope 
that Jesus is also coming a second time in the future. He is coming again. That is something to get excited about. That is something to celebrate. Why is Jesus' name so simple and yet so sufficient? Because his name is an easy name. His name is an esteemed name. And his name is an enduring name. But there's a fourth reason. Number four, notice it. Jesus is an exalted name. An exalted name. Who would you say is the most important person in the world? The most important person in the world. Well, if you go to the internet site, you can go to uh, Time Magazine. And Time Magazine's just come out with their latest issue. And they have done this for quite some time now. Uh, and their latest issue is, is 2010 Time 100. And what it is, it lists the world's most influential people, 100 influential people, in the year 2010. It includes names like Barack Obama, names like Sarah Palin, Bill Clinton, Oprah Winfrey, Conan O'Brien, even Lady Gaga and Taylor Swift. It includes the name of Steve Jobs. I like Steve because I like Apple computers. It includes Martha Stewart. And it includes a whole lot of other names around, such as world leaders, entertainers, and even heroes. And yet, as you go to the internet or if you pick up the issue of, of Time Magazine and you go through and read through all 100 names, you won't find the name of Jesus. Quite amazing. So how is the name Jesus an exalted name when it can't even make Time's 100 list? Well, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. And notice what Paul writes about the name Jesus here. Ephesians chapter 1, 20 and 21. <coughs> Paul writes these words. He, that is God, raised him, Jesus, from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in the age, but also in that which is come. Now, what is Paul saying here? First, Paul is saying God raised Jesus from the dead, and he seated him at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And second, Paul is saying that God exalted Jesus above every name in the whole universe, both in the past and in the future. Now turn over to your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. And again, look what Paul writes here about the name of Jesus. Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. And Paul writes, therefore, God also has highly exalted him. Exalted who? He's speaking of Jesus Christ here. And given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow. God has given Jesus a name that is above every name. And not only that, but Paul tells us that every person will bow down 
and confess the name of Jesus and that he is Lord. The name of Jesus is the most important name in all the world. It's an exalted name. So what should our response be toward the name of Jesus? Well, here's my response. It calls for worship. Worship the name of Jesus with your life. That is the only worthy response in relation to this aspect of Jesus Christ, is to worship him. In fact, God says, listen to this, that we can either worship Jesus today while there is still time, or we will worship Jesus when he comes again. But it will be too late, as our eternal destiny will already been sealed. See, God gives us a choice. We can choose to worship him now. We can choose to bow the knee. We can choose to surrender and worship him with our heart, with our life. One way or another, every knee will do so. Every tongue will confess the name of Jesus Christ. Let me ask you, are you worshiping Jesus today? Are you worshiping with everything there is about you? Have you confessed Jesus to be your only Savior and Lord of your life? The last reason why the name of Jesus is so simple and yet, so sufficient is truly what sets the name of Jesus apart from every other name. And that is number five. Jesus is an exclusive name. It's an exclusive name. And you say, well, well, why is Jesus' name exclusive from all other names? Why is it different? Why is it set apart from all other names in the history of the world? Well, the angel told Joseph the reason when he spoke to him, saying... You shall call his name Jesus. And then the angel added a qualifying phrase that set his name apart from all other names. For he will what? Save his people from their sins. Listen, the Joshua of the Old Testament couldn't do that. Many religious leaders from around the world have claimed the ability to do that. But there is no one who can forgive our sin except Jesus alone. A priest can't forgive sin. As your pastor, I cannot forgive your sin. There is no man on earth who can forgive sin, but Jesus can. There never has been, nor there ever will be anyone who can do what Jesus came to do. This is what Christmas is all about. Listen, the Savior being born for a purpose... And that purpose is to save us from our sin. And because of that, Jesus is the most unique person in the universe. His name is above every name. And his purpose in coming to this earth sets him apart from everyone. Why? Because he saves his people from their sins. And he gives them eternal life when we respond by faith in his name. Just consider the person of Jesus Christ for a moment. Only Jesus came from heaven to earth to be born of the Virgin Mary as the Son of God. That fact alone sets him apart. In fact, a while back, Larry King made a very perceptive comment when he was asked who he would most like to have, an inter have interviewed from across history. One of those he named was Jesus Christ. What would... You have asked him, came the follow-up question to Mr. King. I would like to ask Jesus if he was indeed virgin-born. 
Because the answer to that question would define history. Well, Mr. King, and to all of us here this morning, listen, Jesus was virgin born, and Jesus did define history. The question is, have you invited him to define your life, to change it from the inside out, to define it to where you cease from becoming a sinner, but you allow God to transform you into a son and a daughter of Jesus Christ. Only Jesus came from heaven to earth to be born of the Virgin Mary. Only Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life here on earth. Nobody else did that. Only Jesus paid the debt of our sin with his death on the cross. Only Jesus rose from the grave on the third day. Only Jesus can forgive our sins and give us eternal life. Only Jesus can change our lives today. Listen, the, the, the heart-searching question for us this morning is, do I? And do you believe this is what Jesus came to do for you? I love what Acts 4.12 says about the sufficiency of the name of Jesus Christ. When it says, nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven among men by which we must be saved. What does this mean? Folks, it's so simple. It's so simple. It means that Jesus is the only name that counts for eternity. There is no other way. Jesus is the only name that counts if we want to spend eternity in the presence of God, if we want to receive the gift of eternal life, if we want to receive the forgiveness of sins in a changed life. So how should we trust? I mean, how should we respond to the saving name of Jesus? Again, my response is this. Here it is. Trust the name of Jesus for your salvation. Trust the name of Jesus for your salvation. Listen, salvation is found in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're not trusting in the name of Jesus, your trust is misplaced. And folks, I... Say with love that you will end up in a place called hell for all eternity if you're not trusting in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, only Jesus can do for you what nobody else can do. Jesus came to forgive your sins, give you eternal life, and to change your life, but you must respond by trusting Him as your Savior and Lord. I like how Martin Luther once put it. He says the Christian life consists of possessive pronouns. It's one thing to say Jesus is the Savior. It's quite another thing to say Jesus is my Savior. And perhaps you're here this morning and you've tried everything in this world to free you from the guilt of your sin. Perhaps you've tried everything that this world has to offer to give you purpose and peace and meaning in life but nothing seems to work with any lasting results. Why is that? Because without Jesus, there is no hope. Without Jesus, there is no future. Without Jesus, there is no meaning in life. There is only one person who can give you what you cannot get anyplace else, and his name is Jesus. You know, we're calling this series Simple Christmas. In our day and age, it's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of Christmas. 
the chaos, the stress. And we plan for this, we plan for that. And it's, we just get caught up in the consumerism of what Christmas has become. And not that all that stuff is wrong, but as believers, sometimes we just need to stop and pause. We need to step back and simplify, if you will, our life. Simplify our Christmas. And if you want to have a simple Christmas, the place to start is with Jesus Christ. Start with Jesus. And let your Christmas end with Jesus. Make Jesus the focus in the center of your Christmas celebration this year. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. What does the simple name Jesus mean to you this Christmas season? What does that name mean to you personally? I know we've heard the name of Jesus over and over again, but have you ever stopped to consider what does it really mean for me? in my eternal destiny. Yes, Jesus is a simple name, but it is also a sufficient name. For there is no other name by which we must be saved. Again, let me challenge you. In whose name are you trusting for your salvation? I mean, if you had to write that name down, what would you write? Would you write your own name? Are you trying to trust yourself? Are you, you trying to trust... and? Your parents' salvation or a friend, a wife, a husband. Listen, they can't save you. Only Jesus. And you have to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You must come to a point where you recognize your sinfulness and repent of that sin and come to Jesus and ask him to forgive you. And in a simple prayer, invite him to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Let me encourage you to put your trust in the name of Jesus Christ today. Don't walk out of here without doing that. The praise team's going to sing, and as they do, let me encourage you to respond to the name of Jesus. Lord, we come to you this morning, and I pray that this simple message about the simple name of Jesus, and yet it is so powerful, it's so sufficient for our lives if we would simply turn to Christ. Lord, may you take the name of Jesus and impact our hearts right now. Would you open up those hearts and our eyes to our need for you? And Lord, help us to respond. Give us the faith and the grace that we need to respond to you this morning. We pray these things in your name. Amen. As the praise team sings, right where you're sitting, cry out to him.